Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer by the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have taken on secret identities and gone underground in order to bring you our candid views each week on a handful of stocks out of that week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our candid thoughts on the air, so we disguise our voices and they'll never know, supposedly. Uh, this week, we look at the January 2nd, 2009 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. So this is our Happy New Year live show. It's not actually live, but last week we had to put up a holiday show, and I want to apologize for that. It was an old show. And uh, I hope everyone had a good holiday. I caught a little cold, so my voice is not even disguised. Sounds like I have a cold. It's a disguised cold, evidently. Uh, but I'm going to be back at the back half of the show to talk about, uh, I think, a couple of great ideas. Again, needs, not wants. Those are the themes I've been working. Uh, what do I have here? KBR, uh, Foster Wheeler, which is a nice play on electricity, and then uh, a little stock uh, I like to call Energizer Holdings. <laughs> a little stock. Yeah, so, but with a, uh, a, with a lot of ado. A couple E and C companies. Uh, this week. Vern Value. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. To, to your Happy good, New Year. To your good uh, fortune this year, Vern. Mm-hmm. May and our yours. stocks have, ha, you know, have a better year. Uh, everyone's, for that matter. Well, it was a tough year. I was trying to pull up a table on performance today, and I clicked on four or five different Why? sites. Have you been just feeling to, suicidal? No, or? just to bury, you know, just to bury it. Bury, and then I, okay. When I would find the Confront table, it. then I would burn it. Confront right. it. Okay. Yeah, I had a little fire going, a little hot cocoa. Uh, but I couldn't find the table. I was at Barron's, WSJ, New York Times, Bloomberg, Morningstar. Uh, you know, I didn't actually check Value Line. They may have had one, but it's a little frustrating. But I had some broad looks that most indices were down, you know, 30 to 38 percent. The One of the best performing indices was actually small cap value at down 28 percent. So it doesn't get much worse than that. Uh, probably a pretty good time to pick up some you know, good value in here. That's what I, I'm I, preaching. I, what do you think, Vern? <laughs> All right. I, I think well, it's said, always a good time to pick up so. some good I hope so. please, value please. commonly found in smaller I did have my windows names. bolted just in case. So anyway, uh, Vern Value, I can, I can hardly wait. Vern Value. Thank value. you very sure. much, Take it Val. Um, so it's actually right on that theme, a, uh, a name that uh, I think uh, both of us have probably talked about at some time in the history of the show, uh, but can never get too excited about because uh, they're, fighting, uh, they're fighting arguably a negative growth rate uh, opportunity, and that's Blythe, uh, symbol BTH. But uh, in, in the spirit of needs, not wants, or well, having to, tra- having to trade aboard. down, right? We've talked about before the idea of you know, controversial ideas like uh, fruit as, you know, home entertainment. Um, I, I think I think Blythe I'm is... I'm not involved with that. <laughs> I think Blythe Come is on. a low-cost, this is a, a low-end approach well, to redecorating okay. is what it is. Yeah, but look home at improvement that. dollars okay, way but, down. Consumers looking right. for real but value. need not want How candles? How can I change? Listen. Well, I'm entertaining in more often than going out And now. you're going to like candles? Yes, because it's a... Right. It, I need well, to change... The boring atmosphere that everyone's gotten they used do, to at they home. They do give off a scent, which is something that, you know, is functionary. Otherwise, they're kind of a fire hazard, basically. But 
that they're so profitable that it strikes me that there could be a lot of price competition in that uh, area. Well, That's- it's a tough business because uh, revenue peaked between a billion five and a billion six between 2003 and 2005. And uh, in 2008, predicted by value line, will just be a little over a billion dollars. We looked at that a few years ago. I mean, but the, I think the margins have been under a lot of pressure there. Margins uh, have come from yeah. high, mid-high teens <clears throat> to the, call it 9 to 11% range yeah, I in don't the last know. couple I never, of years. So, there were years when that was a big business. I mean, you know, I don't All know. right. So there's a question of whether, you know, when can it stabilize? Can it? Um, and what's a fair price for that? And the stock recently, value line showing 686, closed actually at 735, so up a little bit from that. Um, and at that level, a PE of about nine times and a dividend yield of more than 7.5%. Well, that is good. And I think I like there's um, there's every chance. The stock is down about 70% from its highs I in mid-2007. Well, didn't they buy somebody? It's underperformed badly. They bought a retailer. Um, and took on some debt. I think they yeah, well, they bought something called ago, Miles yeah. Kimball and Walter yeah. Drake in yeah. two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah. CBK in O two. Walter uh, Drake was well. A, this says that they that they do sixty percent of their business is direct selling, <coughs> and that's I think. I mean, we're talking about yeah. Tupperware type parties often, aren't we? Uh, are, are they? I, they have I a wholesale so. businesses twenty. 23% catalog and internet 18% I think it's and growing floral, the fastest I believe. I think. Walter Drake I'm trying to think uh, well the scented items I think most people think gift, of blinds know them as a candle purveyor if that's the right term well um, and they did a big wholesale business in candles well I think the key to the the idea of the stock here is that it's down huge um, there's only 75 million of net debt on the balance sheet. They generate positive uh, free cash flow. I have an enterprise value of about 340 million here, which is the, you know the total value of equity and debt. So the corrected market cap, about 265. Got about 75 million uh, debt net of the cash they have on the balance sheet. About 340 million. Looks like I have about 90 million last year anyway. It is cheap decor. In, in I'll give EBITDA, you that. So less than six times. And um, it, when looking at the stock, you know, Value Line does this nice thing. Whenever there's a recession on their price chart, they you know produce a gray shaded region, which is a fairly yeah. standard presentation. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've added a disclosure. I don't know if you've noticed this in the legend box on every stock that uh, where it says, you know, here's where, you know, stock splits were, et cetera. Shaded area, prior recession, latest recession began December 07. So in reality, the last 12 months of performance here basically should be shaded gray, and they haven't done that. And it's unfortunate that they should do that. a lot of publishing uh, technique there. Uh, but the point is the stock's been clobbered uh, going into – and living through a year of recession, just as it did last cycle. catch on that. And it was followed immediately by outperformance. these guys are early out of a a downturn, which we've been in for a year, it turns out. It's an early cycle with the added benefit of being a lower-cost way to pursue uh, home improvement projects. Uh, They have some cost-cutting initiatives going on. Um, They're going to do a reverse stock split. To get the uh, stock price back into a broad a range where it's more broadly acceptable, they should get into the fire retardants business as well. Uh, and I would guess extension. over time they'll seek to lever up the balance sheet some. But uh, right now, uh, looks undervalued. Uh, Value line must think so too. They just lowered the rating to a five, okay? Because the stock's completely fallen out of bed. But they're talking about longer term, thirty to forty percent uh, expected annual uh, return potential. So. 
uh, BTH, Blythe, I, you know, frankly, folks, you could probably quit now because, I, unfortunately, I can't imagine Val's going to have anything really as good as that, do you? <laughs> well, in the world of needs, not once, stick with I me can a little blow bit out longer. my candle and I'm okay. You know what I'm <laughs> you saying? Might, you might want to stick with me a little bit longer. I have uh-huh, a couple more ideas. Yeah. But, no, I uh, passed on that one. Um, I'll just say. If I'm you've listened to us more. before, you know that I like uh, global companies. I like global leadership in niches where uh, a company can really add value uh, uh-huh. and where the niche itself really isn't big enough to attract the, the major volume players in a sector like packaging materials. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Sure. And so Sunoco Products is actually, this is the name I've talked about before. Uh, I don't remember when. I don't know if we caught it right or not. Symbol S-O-N. Um, there's bad news in the stock. They pre-announced uh, apparently in uh, early December that uh, they weren't going to make the quarter. Big surprise. Uh, this is not ultimately an industrial company. They are a leading producer. This is a value line's description. Uh, paper-based tubes and cores. Uh, so think of it as that cardboard in the center of a toilet paper roll. Okay. okay. Only they do it for um, uh, generally higher-end applications like just toilet paper rolls. I, I would uh, hope so. They're also a big player in flexible packaging, rigid plastic containers, cylinder paperboard, composite cans, protective partitions, oh, a, a bunch of stuff, okay? Round All paper basically engineered round paper, to conical hold stuff shapes. In. I'm with you. To, yeah, it's, the barrel it, it's of a way the to transport. Century. It's exactly. the cheap thing that enables you to transport something. I'm with you. I'm with and you. protect it. I got you. And make sure that the quality that you had at the with factory with is there for the consumer when they go to use I'm the product. I'm so with you on that. I'm, okay. Let's go. And, What's next? And, and Value Line even mentions that one of the businesses that they particularly uh, supply is appliance. Here's a, uh, an industry that's been being killed by volume declines. But it's a perfect example of, you know, those weird shaped cardboard things inside the box when you unpack your washing machine that sh- enabled it to show up without a scratch on it when it got That's to your house. That's true. They are functional. It's all what, you know, Sunoco does. Yeah, Stock's down wow. about 30%, yielding uh, more than 4.5%, six times cash flow, eight times free cash flow. Um, debt, yeah, there's some, but it's moderate. It's 34% of capital. They have a very liquid balance sheet. It got about a uh, buck and a half of cash on the balance sheet. Um, uh, a uh, plan to, they've announced a plan to cut 15 plants globally. According to Value Line, they have plants in 35 countries, okay? Going to close 15 small plants, uh, restructuring charges of $29 million, savings of 28 Excuse me. Need a little beverage break there. A little personal. Please take your time. Break. I, you know, mm. good thing the listeners don't have to watch watch that. That was that was unpleasant. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so here's a uh, here's glad you're a, alive. No, go ahead. If you look at the long term chart here, this is a uh, the stock has been a steady market performer. Uh, right now, you're getting an opportunity to buy it at a discount to long term trend, which I think is ultimately sustainable. Um, S-O-N, Sunoco Products. Uh, okay. A little more cyclically. company. If you're looking for a little more cyclical sensitivity because of so much liquidity being thrown at global uh, stock markets and real are markets. People get, is, are, are you getting sleepy? Me? Yeah, I'm just wondering. Just a little bit. I'm feeling are a little you, sleepy. Are you starting yeah. to doze off? I don't know off? if it's the idea or if it's me. I can't tell. No, anyway. I'm it's sorry. late. You know, it's great. And Go I'm ahead. very tired myself. Please. I know. Me too. Uh, do I have my? Is this how much time I have left? Yes, that is. I have do I have a, to fill that? 
No, you could pass completely. <laughs> can I just pass to you? Why don't you read something? Come back to me Why don't you if... just read something? No, read something I, I have one people. more. That's right. only two stocks. I mean, they're so good. I, I, I can imagine oh, thinking. Listen, I already got one autograph. Can I get any... another for my friend? <laughs> um, Lane Christensen Company is um, uh, one of the ENC companies in this week's issue. They call it the heavy construction industry. ENC would be engineering for the and people. construction. Thank you. Sorry about Thank that. You. Oh no, listen, I, industry don't, lingo. I don't speak at that level. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't uh, understand yeah. what you were talking about. <laughs> uh, nice. Good of you to stick up for I'm with the people. Uh, for Come the people. On. Yeah. The uh, people. Lane Christensen. Symbol is L A Y N. Producer. Well, uh, this is a. Um, uh, this is basically a subcontractor, if you will, uh, that provides high-value services. Uh, and in this case, they are uh, drilling in uh, energy and mining markets, which I think is the, I'm not sure, value line doesn't specify. My understanding, less than half of the business. Um, thank you. I should probably be a little closer. Here. Oh, what have you. Uh, but it's, a, uh, it's, it's also a water play, which I don't know if people realize. They're a major player in uh, providing water infrastructure um, uh, execution, and I think that that's a, an, an area of so-called shovel-ready infrastructure projects shovel that ready. Uh, might be a bit Please. underappreciated by the market. This is a theory. You'd need to do some independent work on this, but it shouldn't be too hard to verify, if I'm right about this, that uh, if you look at What's out there available to be um, funded immediately, identified specifically for a uh, federal program that might they be voted into law in January? Can't hire people fast enough to give the money away. Well, it's obviously I mean, going to be an issue. Yeah. But uh, this company has no debt Lots on their balance sheet, so there's a, a real opportunity here to take a business that already has grown from under 500 million in revenue in 05 to over a billion in 08. So doubled in three years, basically. Uh, after doubling in uh, about three years previous to that. Um, uh, where am I going with this? Anyway, I have I, no idea. Uh, this is a relatively small company still Nothing in a huge market. Really. So if there are going to be billions of incremental federal money thrown at shovel-ready uh, infrastructure projects that might be identified by municipalities and uh, executed by investor-owned water utilities, I think Lane Christian's in a good place to uh, benefit from that. Uh, it, there's an energy sensitivity here as well, but uh, the uh, the global need for energy isn't going to go away anytime soon unless we stop uh, global population from growing and people from trying to get ahead in life. Uh, right now, this is under four times EBITDA with no net debt, and according to ValueLine, double-digit growth potential cash flow and earnings. They don't pay a dividend. The stock's up huge from ValueLine showing a 17.68 price. The stock just closed at 23.14. Still under book value, though, at, at the end of 08, expected to be north of $24. Uh, so uh, take a look at uh, Lane Christensen, L-A-Y-N. I don't know him well either, I, but uh, I've heard some favorable things about him. This stock was trading uh, $55 to $60 in both 07 and 08, so um, down more than half. Okay, major haircut on... Uh, less global capital available for big projects. I'm thinking that differentially they may do better than some others. Um, you know, an issue, a lot of sellers of the stock in September when the stock was in the process of cratering from uh, the 40s to the high teens, low 20s. This whole group just, the, the stocks just fell off a cliff. Uh, you know, a little riskier. I guess in those were in ascending 
order of cyclical sensitivity. So if you want defensive, Blythe, the other end oh, of the equation, Lane Christensen for me. And with All that, right. and uh, a whole lot of uh, hearty good cheer that well, I've ever break, I'll turn it too, over Vern. to uh, you know, uh, my think, partner, uh, Val Hughes. Thank you very much, Vern. I think, you know, 08 was a good year for the value guys. I mean, if you discount the fact that all of our recommendations went down for most all of the year. Uh, but, I mean, aside from that, the good fun. I think many of them went up, at, you know, at for shorter times. intervals, maybe, oh, you know, day here, there. There were periods where they were. For a few hours, they were well, racy. Very well. Even. But, yeah. uh, on the whole, you know, I put up this best picks. It's, uh, it hasn't done well. But, you know, as Vern was pointing out, the recession, it's kind of nice. As soon as you know about it, it's over. So it's like, wow, we lived through that. You lived through the hard times. And um, some of these stocks have just never been cheaper, you know, in, in 20 years. And so uh, it's a good time uh, to, you know, reinvest some of your income every month into uh, a little bit of um, an investment portfolio that includes some good names. And this week, as I do every week, along with uh, my partner, uh, Vern, over here, I'm going to give you three pretty good value ideas. First up, and I do like to Yeah, I didn't mean to be so negative before. It was just what? a little bit of playfulness, oh, of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you're tremendously playful. I love playing. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Uh, first up this week, and I own this. I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm into this Which one? one? Energizer? Energizer Holdings, uh, ticker ENR. And the page is 936. I almost didn't have the oh, page number. Page I had numbers. to. Yeah, you got away from it. Uh, I had to look it up there last minute. It was, Life it was is going to almost be the first show without page numbers, and I was like, panicking what, what am i going to do okay. uh, anyway energizer i own this what's the theme to this again needs not wants is something we've been talking about um they got they, they they have the you know the battery business they're the leading market share energizer they've got the brand the little bunny uh and it's proprietary in some way because uh there's about two or three companies that kind of control it as an oligopoly there's good pricing and you know that because um, people are always complaining about the pricing. One of the reasons they can't do much about it is that there's a great ROI for the customer because in order to power your $50 gadget or $200 gadget, uh, you need a battery that costs a couple of bucks. It's a, it's a very good ROI for you as a buyer to spend 2 bucks so that your $200 machine can work, and that's how these guys get away with pricing. Uh, I don't think that's going to change a lot. Uh, they have a rock-solid operating margin, just under 20% for, you know, going back 20 years, which strikes me as some kind of pricing strategy. You know, they have a couple of other brands that they've accumulated over time. Um, the most well-known would be Playtex. Uh, that's a pretty good brand in all kinds of, you know, niches. <clears throat> Excuse me, Schick Wilkinson Sword. That's not the number one, but, you know, they get pretty good margins in that, too. It's kind of a razor Razor blade business, if I can use that analogy. Oh, wait. It actually fits here. I'm sorry. Um, they do, uh, what else do they have? I guess 60% household, which would be the uh, battery, and 43% personal care, which is going to be Playtex and Schick Wilkinson. Uh, their returns have been, you know, I'd say pretty good. The nicest thing is they've been stable over time in the low to upper teens. Excuse me, and they lever that a little bit. Their returns on equity run very high. You know, mid twenties is the low. They do thirties, forties, sixties. One of the reasons it stays high is that they use their excess cash to buy stock, and so that can bring the equity down, which is nice for some of these stats. But it also means they're, you know, shepherding your capital in a positive way, um, and you can see their share counts come down consistently over the years. 
Uh, one criticism I would have is that they're not uh, paying me a dividend, which since the tax change a few years ago is equally valuable me, to me as a buyback, and maybe even more so because I don't have to sell the stock to get cash. I can actually just take the check and get the cash. So uh, that'd be a negative. But what I like is the stability of the battery business, uh, the competitive advantage they have in the markets, particularly with shelf space, with all of their brands. And uh, the stocks have been really clobbered here. Energizer was at $120 a year ago. Now it's uh, actually Value Line says 48. The stock's actually at 58. I checked it a little while ago, and you know it jumped uh, even this week since this was priced. Now at 58. But even at that price, I've got about nine bucks in cash flow. That gives me six times, just in an easy you know you know uh, ratio that you can look at right here on the Value Line. The price divided by the cash flow per share. Um, capital spending here is three bucks. So even after I spend that, I got. According to Value Line in 09, 6.55 in cash flow per share, net cash flow, stock at 58. That's about nine times. And then uh, both Vern and I like to do a little ratio, enterprise value to EBITDA. And the way you could get that in the Value Line, so I look at the market cap number over on the left, 2.8 or anywhere for or that anywhere matter. you can get it. Yeah. You know, Yahoo Finance is a great source. A uh, 3.3 billion. Uh, I add the debt. So here, that's three billion. That gives me. Six point three billion and operating income or EBITDA. And subtract the cash. Well, they don't have much. They have a hundred million. Okay. Uh, so I'm making the math a little easier. But right. yeah, subtract the cash for sure. And then I'm going to divide that by operating income, which is the operating margin times the sales. I'm going to rough it out because I don't have a calculator. That's about eight hundred million. So six point three divided by eight hundred. That's about uh, eight, eight times. times, which I'll flip over and say that's a 12%, you know, 12.5% cash-on-cash return. And in a market where, um, you know, no one's expecting you to earn more than five or six these days, that's a pretty good return for these stable brands. And ultimately, the world is still awash in private capital, and this is uh, one of those kind of properties that can, you know, uh, be a good candidate for a buyout at some point. Energizer Holdings, page 936. So, how do you think? You Sunoco, think? by the way, on 929, I think play, has contributed some of the growth here. Companies like it. Uh, because, well, I think Energi one of the uh, geniuses of uh, Energizer and Duracell is that they figured out the packaging, uh, 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 they overcame the packaging uh, obstacle with consumers. Uh, that convinced consumers to hold inventory of batteries at home <clears throat> by producing rigid. Uh, easy open, you know, but securely closable, oh, well, I'll buy that. stackable containers. Inventories build up at homes, yeah. and that fuels a growth rate. And, okay, had, sure. you know, and you probably aren't going to get Excellent. that anymore. That's a good point. Okay, Foster Wheeler, ticker FWLT, page 980. Uh, what do I like about Foster Wheeler? Well, my theme, electricity is in the ascension. Needs, not a want. Now, I will say <laughs> that uh, what? In other words, people want. More electricity. Well, everything's electric. I thought people wanted less and less no. electricity. What? Don't Who's they want more that? energy efficiency? Well, that's the problem. You also want to be off foreign oil. What's more important? Here's the being thing. Being off foreign oil. Being off foreign You know, the best use of energy is pouring oil into a motor, and that's what we've got going on in some of our most important, you know, engines like your car and aircraft and things like that. But uh, electricity, you know, you got to burn the fuel to heat what? Water? Come on, and then all the metals getting hot and all that. Then you got steam pushing what things. big metal things around. <laughs> then it's got to come through wires. 
you know, by the time it it's gets... It's a very complicated it's process. It's complicated. By the time it gets to your machine, you know, it's about 70% gone. It's is that, tired. Is it's it, really it is, tired. But isn't that right? No, Bert? there's a As theoretical a staff, efficiency maximum. It's about 70%. Is, it's, it's terrible. <clears throat> Excuse me. But anyway, that's if we're heading that way, which from a security point of view makes sense, and we do have a lot of cheap coal and tar sands up in Canada, we can just take over Canada when we need to so we can get to that or work with them. It, you know the, what I'm saying? The great thing about capitalism is that if you make investments in high-quality infrastructure, people invent ways that you can't imagine today to leverage that investment into incremental return. Okay. Anyway, so Foster Wheeler, thanks for that, Fern. Uh, I don't know what you meant by that. What, I don't even know what you meant, I have to say. Foster Wheeler, page 980. Now, what do I like? These guys are in the global engineering, construction, and project management management contractor business. Power equipment, supplier, uh, two primary businesses, global engineering and construction, or ENC, mm-hmm. as you were saying earlier. And I think yeah. we're going to need more of that, almost assuredly. And that's about 60% of their business. And then you've got, uh, what, let me adjust my glasses here, some other business, uh, front-end design, engineering, procurement, construction, project management, global power. Anyway, it's it's infrastructure, it's electricity, it's power. And these guys are, uh, you know, putting up some pretty good numbers in terms of returns on capital running in the 40s and 50s, you know, percents. And that's pretty good. Their balance sheet's in great shape. I have to admit, if you, I may have gotten into a little detail there, but uh, quite frankly, I don't know much about this company. No. Uh, although I have to also tell you, I recently bought it, but as part of a package just in this area. And here's why. These things are beat up. They're just beat up as hell. Can I say that? Hell? Oh, they're I mean, they're the considered stock, early that, cycle in yeah, uh, well, capital spending The stock's gone capital from 86 cycle. to 25, and yet their sales aren't down. I mean, they might go down a little bit, but here, you know, in America, we're going to be spending more on these areas. China, India, all these areas, when you come down to trying to, you know, promote growth as a government, you have to buy things that need electricity and concrete and all these kinds of things that these guys need. Infrastructure is what it's about, and uh, the stocks are beat up. So, look, it's a place to look for value in 2009. Um, let's get into some of the additional details, okay? Uh Valuation, cash flow per share, 435 projected for 09. That's down from 08 by about 25%. So maybe that's realistic. Who knows? So the stock is six times gross cash flow. When you look back over time, the valuation that Value Line gives is pretty rudimentary as a relative PE, but it looks like it hovers around one. Right now it's half the market multiple at a depressed rate, six times earnings, and that's just out of fear of what I don't know. Now maybe they lost a big contract. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm here in a you know. Well, in an I, I think capital location. availability. Is anyway, we're running out of issue. time. Yeah, I got to. Okay, Foster Wheeler, FWLT valuation. Check it out. And then finally, <clears throat> and quickly, because we've sadly run out of time. Sorry. KBR, uh, which is a recent spin out from Halliburton. It's very interesting. They got spun out of Halliburton, sort of to get free of that whole mess that Halliburton got involved in, although they're a great company. And what they do now is just global engineering, construction, services, support for energy, petrochemical, government services, and civil infrastructure. Uh, Those are great areas to be right now. 
The valuation here is also looking pretty compelling. It's really the same story as Foster Wheeler. It's a way to diversify a little bit more across more products in, a, in effect to governments and across geography. But the valuation is similar. Uh, returns on capital here are lower in part because they're a spin-out. So Halliburton decided how much capital they get, how, what product lines they get, what the margins are. They came out very conservatively, and they came out with a lot of cash. So when you look at the enterprise value to EBITDA, it's about three times right now, a market cap of 2.4, a billion in cash, no debt, and uh, you know operating earnings that look like they're going to be pretty decent at $500 million. So this is a real interesting one to look at. That is good. There have been a couple of insider buys recently. Uh, margins are lower than they should be. Those are going to be going up. Returns are lower. They're going to be going up. And even in its short history, this company says uh, is you know, buying stock back. Do you own this one cash. too? I don't, but it, I'm going to be looking at it. Anyway, mm. my favorite this week is going to be uh, KBR, ticker KBR. Uh, BTH here, Blythe. We'll see you next week, folks. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a uh, Happy Blythe. New Year. Happy New Year. Bye, everyone.